0: Alright, as you guys take a seat, um, we have a special night tonight. I'm going to invite some guys up on the stage with me tonight that are going to be speaking to us and sharing from their heart and some stuff that God's doing in their life. And talking about a really special place I want you guys to know more about. So I'm going to welcome, uh, who's, who's first tonight? We've got Bert and Danny, right? So, he's going to come tonight and just share. I want you guys to give your undivided attention and uh, just hear what he has to say. Amen. Thank
1: you, Rob. Wow, that, that was amazing, guys. We are from New York So if I talk kind of funny, I got a real New York accent. I'm from the Bronx, so it's very heavy. Uh, But we came up on Saturday, and we were at Rock the Universe in Orlando. And seeing you guys worship like this just, if it brings me joy, I know it brings God joy. Let me just say that. But when you have people your age that are worshiping God and choosing to follow Christ, um, there's nothing better that you could be doing with your lives right now. I come from a place in West Park, New York, that's called Transformation Life Center. And we have anywhere from the ages of 18 to 86 in our program at a given time. Now, these are men who fell on hard times, struggled with different kinds of addictions. But over the you know, past couple months, and the past year or so, it's not just drugs and alcohol these men are struggling with. It's things that the world is putting them through, social media, isolation, anxiety, depression. And there's a lot of people in this world that are struggling with these things. I'm sure there's some of you that are struggling with those things. And, you know, when I think about my youth in the Bronx, peer pressure was a big thing. Okay, you weren't cool if you didn't go kick that can down the block, if you didn't ring that neighbor's doorbell and run all these all these stupid bad things that, you know, you had to do because you wanted to be cool. You wanted to be one of the click in the neighborhood. And, you know, there's bad peer pressure. I'm sure you guys are all aware because your generation is a lot smarter than ours. Um, But peer pressure is a very powerful thing. But peer pressure can work two ways. Bad peer pressure are the kids that are gonna come up to you and say, Hey, won't you smoke a cigarette with me? Hey, won't you try this? Won't you try that? That's bad peer pressure. But we can't take away how powerful it is. You know, you guys will be in a situation where you could say you're not gonna do something, but when you're peer pressured into it, it's a lot harder to say no. But I want you to know that with Christ, you're not there alone. You have the power to say no to anything. The devil or anybody else tries to put in front of you because his word says so, that he's there with us, that he is watching, that he knows everything that we're doing and going to do. So I want to talk about good peer pressure. Good peer pressure is accountability. Your accountability right now is the person to your left and the person to your right. Because the best stance you guys have of making it out here in this, you know, it's it's not that it's a difficult time, but it's a time where a lot of young people are being manipulated about what the truth is. So accountability is something that you all have in your lives because you're here in this wonderful place. Let me tell you, this used to be a fire station, but I still see fire in this building. I see it in you guys. I see the way you guys are playing basketball. I mean, you know, guys in my neighborhood probably take you, but you know. But you guys got a fire in you. That's great to have that fire. Don't lose that fire. But accountability is what's really going to help you guys get through these next couple years in your life. Because there's going to be awkward times. There's going to be depressing times. But it's your friends, and especially friends that you're evenly yoked with, that are going to be there to help you through these tough times. So, you know, the world's going to come after you. Peer pressure's going to come after you. The biggest thing I tell you guys is remember who you are in Christ. Who you are in Christ is something you could hold on to, through any storm, to anything. You know, Jesus said that faith the size of a mustard seed can move a mountain. That's, that's a little for a lot right there. A mustard seed can move a mountain. What a lot of guys and girls are struggling with out there right now is fentanyl. Fentanyl, the size of a mustard seed, will kill you. Will take you out of this world. It isn't going to take the devil to do a lot, to do a lot of damage in your life. The men I work with at Transformation Life Center, they didn't want to end up that way. They made one or two bad decisions in their life and the devil took upon them and just did... Total chaos in their lives, and their family lives. But for you guys now, you may not see it, but you have the chance to not make those decisions. When I was in school, it was dare. Just say no, (laughs) okay? And we would make fun of it because it's like, give me a break. You know, we're smarter than that. We know better than that. Well, let me tell you something. A couple weeks after the dare class, that's the first time marijuana was put in front of me. And I didn't know what to do. So I pretended to smoke it, and I started coughing, and they all made fun of me. But I'm just telling you, pay attention when people are trying to give you instructions, especially older people, because that means they've been there. You're going to hear from two other guys you know, that, that are affiliated with that they've been there just like you guys will be there. But you know, the main thing I could just tell you is hold firm to the truth. Hold firm to the way. And that's Jesus Christ. When I was praying this morning, I said, ah, you know, it's been a minute since I've been in front of kids. I'll give you guys a little bit of my testimony real quick. I came from the Bronx. I did construction. Uh, Then I just was always a talker. I was always a jokester. And somebody pushed me to go try stand-up comedy. So there I am in New York City. I started doing these open mics. And I started to get booked. I started to actually get booked in comedy clubs. And then COVID hit. And when COVID hit, I didn't know what to do. Every comedy club was closed. Every restaurant was closed. Look at me. If I can't eat and I can't do stand-up, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> so it just sent me down an isolated path. And I, I never really did drugs, praise God, my, my entire life on this earth. I didn't really do drugs. But it was the isolation. It was the separation from my friends, from my accountability, that led me to make some bad choices. Those bad choices led me to drugs I never dreamed I'd touch. So I'm here to tell you from experience that you don't know. If you don't hold truth to the truth in this book, you don't know where you're going to end up. It could be a very bad and dark place, and that's where I was. And I ended up you know, going to Transformation Life Center, giving my life to Christ. And, and let me tell you, there's two days I always remember my entire life. The day I accepted Christ was one date. But it wasn't until a year later that I surrendered to Christ. Following Christ is important Surrendering to Christ (laughs) That's where the joy Is going to come into your life So I just wanted to encourage you guys To never lose hope Never lose faith And I don't even know you But guess what I'm going to be praying for you Because prayer is powerful So when you guys are going through something Say hey listen That big New York guy is praying for me right now (laughs) Because odds are, I probably am But this morning I was praying On what I could really give you guys Because I don't you know I can tell you what I know, but it ain't much. But I can tell you what this book knows, and it's a lot. So I want to read you Psalms 8. And I want you guys to to meditate on it and realize it, because this is is who you are. I think this is really cool. So Psalm 8 starts with, Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory in the heavens through the praise of children and infants, You have established a stronghold against your enemies. That's telling us that we are it. We're the ones. We're the ones that are going to stop the devil. And God made it that way. Jesus knows this is the way it's going to go. But you guys, us, we're the ones that are going to stand up to him. Through the praise of children, you have established a struggle against your enemies to silence the foe and the avenger. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place, what is mankind that you are mindful of them, human beings that you care for them? You have made them a little lower than angels and crowned them with glory and honor. We are a little lower than angels. All right? If this was a Marvel movie... I'd be very excited right now. Okay? (laughs) You made them rulers. You guys are rulers. Over the works of your hands. And you put everything under their feet. All flocks and herds and the animals of the wild. The birds in the sky and the fish in the sea. All that swim with the paths of the seas. Now that's important in Florida because you got a lot of water around you. Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. Guys, you may not know how strong you are. You may not know what's inside your hearts. But just know that God created you guys to be more than conquerors. I just, I I appreciate everything you guys are going through. But when the time comes, when the storms hit, know one thing. Jesus is in your boat. And he always will be. So thank you for my time. I'm going to bring up the assistant director of Transformation Life Center right now, Danny Compagnia.
2: Good job, How's it going, guys? Um, I'm the other big guy from New York. I'm from Staten Island, where the dump is. Um, I just wanted to be transparent and relate with you guys. Uh, you know, I grew up in a Christian household, um, you know, going uh, uh, going to church every Sunday. My parents were going mission trips. Uh, we were building a new church. I was the kid next to my dad, cutting the weeds. Uh, you know, getting the brush out of the out of the woods. Uh, I was sitting here like you guys. You know, um, I never would have thought that I was going to be uh, an addict. Um, you know, so uh, I grew up in a Christian household um, in the suburbs of Staten Island. Anything I've ever wanted, uh, I was taught, work for, uh, you know, and God will will uh, let you have it if, if you work hard enough for it, and, you know, and that's where your heart is at. Um, I was on the football team in high school. Uh, I remember I was telling some of the guys that, you know, my mother would pray for me every day that she dropped drop me off, and I'd look around all embarrassed, you know, um, making sure that like, none of my friends would see me. And I looked at my mother as, like, a Jesus freak. Like, ah, man, like, you know, like, that's not cool, you know. Um, So, yeah, I never did drugs or anything, man, in high school. It wasn't until I graduated and my friends went away to college. And um, some of the football buddies would say, hey, you want to come? And I was like, yeah, you know, my my parents at that point didn't make me go to church anymore, you know. Uh, Maybe there's some of you guys sitting here where your parents make you go to church, um so the day that they stopped making me go to church is the day that i felt uh, you know like let me try some things i lived in a bubble i don't know what this is like uh, i see my friends doing this this is funny this is cool um so yeah i started going to colleges and going upstate new york and uh drinking beers and trying out new things um again never something where you know everyone else is doing it it's fine man like what's the big deal uh, it wasn't until I got introduced to Vicodins, which is a prescription painkiller, and um, not knowing. I didn't know it was another form of heroin. I didn't know that you can become addicted to it. Um, and, you know, I kept doing it with my friends, just hanging out, going out, and just taking them, you know. And one day I woke up sick. Not, I thought I, I had the flu. I thought I was legitimately sick. And I ended up taking more pills, and I felt fine. And, again, I'm 40 years old. This is when I was maybe like 23, so it's many years ago. Um, I went on Google, you know, blah, 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 and come to find out. I, that's where I learned that you can be addicted to pre- uh, pres- prescription painkillers. Um, that led down a dark path, man. Um, you know, I don't wish that on anybody. Uh, again, I'm, I'm just bringing my story to be transparent with you guys. Uh, because at, the, at your age, nah, that's, that's not – I would never – you know, guys would come up, like kind of like Bert said, like we'd, I'd laugh at them in the schools and be like, oh, this is junkie. You know, but guess what? <laughs> I started taking my will. I started taking my reign of my life and not following the 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 things my parents tried to instill in me, which was Jesus Christ being center of my life. Um, so, yeah, again, uh, prescription painkillers and in New York, it started becoming a big thing. I'm sure in Florida became a big thing. And the, uh, they started shutting down doctor's offices to where it got harder to get prescription painkillers. Um, from there, it then it it led into heroin. Um, by the grace of God, I'm not dead right now. Um, I was introduced to transformation life center, um, where I accepted Jesus uh, as my Lord and savior and actually started to follow Jesus. Um, the bigger thing is, 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 I think about today, man, like we got one guy up there from, from Florida, Merritt Island, and he was like, man, I was just smoking weed. And you know what was inside that weed was fentanyl, and he overdosed. So it's not just, hey, man, I'm, I'm going to go smoke you know, a joint or a blunt with my boy or my friend, my girlfriend, whatever it is. Man, you don't know what's in this stuff anymore, man, and I'm not trying to scare you guys or steer you. I'm just telling you facts right now of what's going on out there. Um, you know there's victory in Jesus um, you know I remember and again like, like I said before I think about when I was younger how I look at my mom and be like oh what a Jesus freak and kind of like what Bird just said about how he we went to Universal um, what was it called Rock the what was, there you go thank you Rock the Universe man it was so powerful like I was just back there watching you guys man and the band up here the worship team man, God be the glory. Um, and while we were there on Saturday, I was like, man, like, like I can get emotional thinking about it because I was ashamed of Jesus. And here I am today, you know, uh, six years, almost six years, clean, sober, walking with the Lord. God God rescued me from that, not me. I put myself in that mess. But Jesus stretched out his hand to me and said, here, follow me. And I'm just here to just again share with you guys, man. Like I remember sitting in the church. I remember sitting in Sunday school. I remember serving the church. I remember my parents being going out being missionaries. Like that's not me. That will never happen to me. Like I, I see, like I've seen other people on drugs, and like that will never. I remember that will never be me. And I'm here to tell you today, man. Like if you, it, it takes one one decision after another after another, and before you know it. You, you, you're you so deep down in the ditch, you cannot climb out of it. And, again, it's not to scare you, man. I'm telling you that the way is Jesus. And God is great, man. Uh, I'm proud to say I'm a Christian today. I'm proud to be called a Jesus freak. You know, it, that's okay. You know, you see this world that we live in today. Man, I don't want to follow that. Like, it's a mess out there. Like, I don't – I hear people curse or the pornography. I mean, sin is – my sin may look different than yours. You know, uh, I struggle with anxiety. I sometimes struggle with depression. Um, there's things, there's thoughts that, you know, I need to, I need to, God, his word is, is, is the foundation is the structure that needs to be in my heart to my head. Like, man, I, I just, I just want to say, man, like you guys are young and you have the world in front of you and God has a plan for you. Um, Kind of like what Bert said, and it kind of struck home. It was like, you can accept Christ, but until you submit to Christ, that's when you start finding the peace, the joy. Uh, God will open doors in your lives. So, again, man, I'm Danny, and if anyone needs to talk, it it may not be anybody in here, but it might be a friend or a father or a mother or an aunt or an uncle. We're here to, you know, just shine some light, and maybe we can talk to you after if uh, anyone has any questions and be glad to answer them. So thank you, guys. Uh,
1: you guys are a really good crowd No hecklers, not one yet So that's very good uh, you, Listen, you may forget what I said You may forget someday what Danny said But I guarantee you, you guys will never forget Meeting our next speaker uh, Billy Schneider has talked to many teens And guys your age And has a very good message for you So let's welcome Billy Schneider
3: going to do a little test. This is a test of the emergency broadcast system. Just a test. What's up? What's up? up? Yeah. Let's hear it again. What's What's up? Okay, Can you tell me who said that first? Who's the first person that ever said that? Was it a rapper? What's up? Come on. I'll give you 200 points and a round-trip ticket to Staten Island. You Visit Danny. If you could tell me where you first heard, what's up? Come on, man. You guys are Bible scholars. Would you be surprised if I told you Jesus said it first? Somebody do me a favor and turn to Revelations 3.20. Here, I'll quote it for you. Verbatim. Now bear for seventh grade education. Behold, I stand at the door and I knock. If any man hears my voice... And opens that door, I will come in and sup with him. What's up with that, huh? So, I've just, I just brought that out to let you know, as believers, we can have fun. How many people here want to get high? I'm going to do a test. How many people in here smoke weed? Let me see your hands. Uh, how many people in here know somebody in here that smokes weed? Let me see your hands. <laughs> I'll use a Catholic word. Bingo! Boy, are we hitting a nerve now. So if I say to you, let's get high, I know that you are being so conditioned to believe that means you're doing some kind of drug. I'm high right now. You can give me a drug test right now, and I'm going to pass. There's not a single drug in me. See, I listen to that. I'm going to tell you something. I'm 75 years old. You're going to think, oh, what's grandpa know? I know a lot. I know some of you ain't even listening. I know people in the back that are talking to one another. I see a couple people on cell phones and that's where satan tries to come in and when i speak i don't give him an inch so pay attention because i listened to that in 1966 yo let's go get high and i thought there was a song sung in the 60s that went like this I'm in with the in crowd, I know what the in crowd knows, I'm in with the in crowd, and I go where the in crowd goes, see you're in the in crowd, and you don't want to be outside the in crowd, because then you're different, you want to be like everybody else, I don't know if there's still a riddle, but it was a riddle when I was a little kid, it went like this. Everybody's doing it, doing it, doing it, picking their nose and chewing it, chewing it. And you do it because everybody else is doing it. So I smoked a joint. Remember, I'm going to get high. Listen to me again. If you got friends that want you to go get high, and they ain't taking you to your youth group or a church or another Christian function, don't go. Don't go. It's not your friend. That's going to turn out to be your worst enemy. Because if you listen to them, all it has to do is one time. In 1997, I was tested with full-blown AIDS, hepatitis, and cancer at the same time. I never in my life thought I would get AIDS. I smoked that joint. Seven months after I smoked that joint, I got, a lo- I got locked up, arrested. On my 18th birthday, I was put away for three years for five bucks worth of marijuana. When I got out 31 months later, all my friends that were getting high, smoking weed, were now injecting heroin and cocaine. My girlfriend says, you want to get high? I took a shot of heroin the very night I got out of prison. I fell in love with her. I fell in love with heaven. She died in my arms in 1992. I whispered into her ear, let go, let go. See, we had both become Christians by that. I had a son that was shot and murdered. Never been able to bury him. I outlived every single living relative in my family. When I tested HIV positive in 1987, my whole family was alive. There's not a single one alive. I survived them all. I don't have AIDS anymore. I don't have cancer anymore. And I don't have hepatitis. I'll tell you what I do have. Him. I'm not just HIV positive. I'm HIM. So... So you'd think I didn't lose you. That get high. If the devil could tell the truth once, he'd say to you, You want to get low? You want to get empty? You want to get confused? You want to get tangled up? You want to go to prison? You want to think like crap? You want to smell like crap? You want to act like crap? See, that's the end tail of you want to get high. Don't listen to the devil. I know a lot of you young people, man, get so into that phone and the communication and the TV and the stars and the junk they're pumping into you I could have got up here and sang a couple of rap songs and asked you who's your favorite rapper and then play one of your favorite rapper's songs and see how many are women and glocking and shooting and cops and anti this and anti that good music right she put a C in front of rap Tell me what you get onto that later on. All right. So, I'm an old man, but I'm a wise old man. I came to meet Jesus in 1987, and I never did another drug again in my life. Don't need them. I'm bilingual. I can say no way, Jose. <laughs> anyway. I'm good. We got somebody else can talk to you guys. Listen, I hope you're listening. The same one that said sup said let him who have ears let him listen. Let him listen. God can use you. I'm 75 years old. I drive, I ride a motorcycle. If I showed you pictures of some of the people I know They call me spiritual gangster. They would scare you to death. But yet God's put me in their path. Not to flounder. They put their hands out every time they curse the Lord's name in vain. Because you know what? I go by and I smack it. Pop. Why are you using God's name in vain, bro? Why are you cursing the Lord? Oh, I'm sorry. Don't tell me you're sorry. Tell God you're sorry. Ask yourself why you're doing it. You know why? You become become conditioned. Conditioned. I had a friend of mine went to uh, preach in China. So on a plane with a Chinese man, and he started to evangelize. He says to him, have you ever heard of Jesus Christ? You know what that man told him? Isn't that a curse word in America? Did you hear that? You guys heard that? We have to begin to stand up, man. Christians have become anemic, weak, not meek, weak. I'm thankful. I'm bold. I'm going to die bold. I'm going to get tapped on my shoulder one day by a living God is going to say to me, good job, good job. You let them know what's up.
1: Guys, that was really good. Uh, I'm going to bring Danny and Billy back up here. Uh, if you guys have any questions for us, there's great counsel and a multitude of counsels, so if you guys have anything you want to ask us or any questions you want to share with us, this is a free time. We'll definitely answer any questions you may have. Are there any questions?
3: <laughs> yes, in the Adidas sweatshirt back there. <laughs> Listen, I got one more thing, please. Listen, this is very important. I was doing an assembly, and I shared with them that I was HIV positive at the time. And the next thing I know, there's a young girl in the audience, in the school, and she starts weeping. And three or four other girls go over to her to console her. Next thing I know, she came up out of her seat. I had my microphone in my hand. My father used to call me stupid, and I knew I wasn't stupid. I put my microphone in my ear and she came up to me and I gave her a hug. And her feet, I could still hear them right now. I'm looking at your faces and I could hear her feet on a wooden floor. She says, Billy, Billy, I'm just like you. I'm HIV positive and I'm pregnant. He told me he loved me. Don't fall for that one either. If he loves you, he'll keep his hands off you. If you love him, don't entice him. One time, it took one time for her to be told, I love you. Gave herself to him. I don't know what ever happened to that little girl. But be careful. We have an enemy hates you.
1: Amen. Amen. So, there any questions you guys have for us? I know the guy with the Adidas sweatshirt was, was waiting to ask one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we appreciate it, guys. All right, we appreciate it, guys. Thanks for listening to us. And just... Hold firm to the truth. Don't listen to what people say. Listen to what God says. In a world of chaos, in a world of confusion, in a world of we don't know which way is up, he knew it. And this is why he gave us the words in this book. So just hold tight to that truth. And thank you very much. Hey, can you guys stay up
0: here for a second? Um, Steve, do you mind coming up too and all the guys that came with you just... Jacob, can you guys come up on stage? We want to pray for you guys before you go. In case you guys don't know, these guys are from a, well, Transformation Life Center has a very close relationship with House of Hope. And I know you guys know what House of Hope is, and Steve Young, the director of House of Hope, is here as well. And uh, man, our church loves what's going on in both of these ministries, and we want to partner more and more in the future. I want you guys to be aware of that and be praying with us of how God can open those doors. But man, these guys are in a fight right? They're in a battle every single day. And prayer is the only solution, right? That's how we get the strength to go on each day. So I'm going to ask you guys, will you join me right now? Let's just say a prayer um, over these fellows tonight. Father God, thank you so much for the opportunity just to hear what you're doing in these lives. Thank you for these men who are willing to stand up and boldly proclaim truth. God, unashamedly say Jesus is better than everything And God, tonight we just ask you to bless them, Holy Spirit, will you fill them? Will you go before them? Will you work out the plans that the Father has for them, Lord? And I pray, God, that as the enemy comes at them, that you would stand as their shield, that you would fill them with strength to continue to boldly preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Father, if there are students here who heard some of these words and it touched deeply in their hearts, that tonight would be the night that they surrender, that they wouldn't leave this place without finding answers to these questions that you're planting in their hearts. That they wouldn't leave this place without knowing who Jesus Christ is. And so, Father, we love you. We thank you. We ask you to keep working. We want more of you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Bless you.